Hello there, Nicola Barden here from Q102's Weekend Buzz. I hope you are all doing really well and thank you so, so much for pressing play today to listen to this episode. Before I let you listen to the whole thing, I just have a little bit of news for you. So if you're a fan of the Weekend Buzz or this is the first time you've ever listened to it, amazing and thank you and scroll back. We've got over 70 episodes there. So there's some great chats for you to listen to from the likes of the cast of SVU, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Grey's Anatomy, loads of stuff, some amazing singers, reality stars, great in-depth conversations for you to enjoy and I know that's what you're here for so that's why I have to tell you my news I have rebranded the show and it is now strictly podcast so it's no longer on radio it is just podcast and it goes under the name tis yourself so do come and find us we're on um, Instagram and Twitter and obviously all the places that you're listening to podcasts so if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Google, Castbox, Good Pods, Spotify we are there I am there with my over 50 guests, fantastic guests. You're going to love some of them. They're absolutely amazing. So we've got some of the cast from like Games of Thrones, Breaking Bad. Yes, Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones. Can you believe it? Uh, Some amazing singers like Shane Ward, Matt Cardle are there. We have the actor Jerry O'Connell, who had some surprising roots to Ireland, you won't believe. We have... The likes of Tom Lenk from Buffy, who played Andrew. Um, if you're Irish, you'll know the names James Patrice, Trisha's Transformation, Tommy Fleming, the Nolan family. There's loads and loads of stuff in there. We've Sarah Jane Dunn from Hollyoaks. We've got some cast of EastEnders. So there's a real mix of Irish, UK, US guests. And we're just adding to them every single day. We're getting some new guests. Season four is just about to be launched. So come and join me. I'm over here waiting for you to discover me. That's Tiz Yourself with me, Nicola Barden. Hope you enjoy this episode. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And they have all been amazing guests, but none as uh, it's such an honour to introduce my next guest, the fabulous and amazingly talented Brendan Gleeson. Hello, Brendan. Oh, Welcome. You're, hello, you're too good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. How is uh, isolation treating you, I suppose? Ah, great, great. Um, you know, it's it's... It's it's not a it's not an issue for me, um, so I'm just lucky in the sense that I kind of finished almost finished uh, uh, three different things at the beginning of the year. So, like I had actually finished with one uh, that didn't that that stopped just in the last week of production. That was the Macbeth thing over in over in LA. Mm. But I was home from that and finished my stuff. And uh, there was a thing I did in Toronto, and then I was doing working with the two lads up in. Uh, Belfast doing a series they're doing for Channel 4 and that had to close a week early too they just had about I think about a week or eight days or something to go so it was a little bit frustrating but uh, I'm at a place where I was hoping to get a bit of a break anyway um, 
So, like, for me to be at home is actually kind of nice, uh, mm. which, is a, it's, which is part of an ir- irritating thing to say for people who are at home with no choice. But, um, yeah, no, I, I feel very lucky that way. I imagine you're not really home for this length of time very often. No, but I'd actually planned it. I'd actually planned to be, to say, okay, the way it fell this year, um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually shut down for a small bit because I was doing a lot of, I, I hadn't really taken, taken the foot off the pedal for too long. Mm. Um, and you get a bit wasted. So I just needed a bit of that. Um, so it actually came at the right time. And um, I, I'd kind of hoped to be just left alone for a little bit. <laughs> uh, and um, so it's great. It's just, it's, it's, I feel very, very lucky, obviously. And I mean, it's a time when we all know what the priorities are um, mm. in terms of health and financial security is such a worry for people uh, and jobs and everything. So it's like, it's not to be underestimating anything, uh, but just the idea to actually press pause for a small bit. Like I'm actually finding myself, I'm going through, I'm a terrible hoarder, um, especially of things that like have sentimental value. Yeah. So I'm going through cassette tapes, if you believe it or not, that I've been talking about going through for the last 30 <laughs> years and trying to get little, like I found a bit of recordings of the kids from the 80s. Oh my um, God. But I knew I had, um, like I, I had marked them down, I knew, I knew where they were, but just, um, I, got a, I got a machine, I'd say about three years ago, um, one of those things that allows you to, you know, digitize a, mm. a tape and, a, and records and things like that. One of just seven in one, I think it was. Like, it was just a bit of thing. But I've been meaning to get at it for three years and couldn't get at it. So I'm starting to do things that uh, I've been waiting a long time to do. And they're kind of important, you know what I mean? So I'm actually, I'm actually kind of half enjoying it, I'm sorry to say. You can make a few copies of them and sell them on eBay, you know. I Here's Donal and Brian as kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's just lovely because my mum and dad are on them. Oh, that's so nice. You know, you know, so it's very personal and very... So, like, it's cutting into all that stuff, you know. Like, I think, obviously, the the situation at home is where you have the circumstances to be able to get a bit of peace. Is not everybody isn't afforded that at the moment. Like, I didn't have it for about thirty or forty years, Mm. Um, (laughs) and it's it's um, it's that time in my life now where you know things have slowed down a small bit anyway, um, and you're getting time to reflect and stuff. So I'm doing a lot of that. And you're never home that often, so it's like all the jobs that you've said, oh, I'll do that soon. <laughs> now you're being put to work. <laughs> well, exactly. Ah, yeah. I, I, I know, but I, it's like, for me, there are things that you can pick up on. It feels like a bit of slack that you can pick up all the stuff. But I, I'm kind of determined to do it in a place that's, you know, when you're away a lot and you're missing home and stuff, uh, I'm determined to do it in a way that actually enjoys the journey of that instead mm-hmm. of getting irritated by chores. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and indulge them. Um, so it's like, you know, it's like the Tom Sawyer thing. You know that Tom Sawyer thing where he's painting the fence? Yeah. And, and uh, everybody's, you know, Huckberry Finn is feeling sorry for him having to paint the fence. Yeah. But then he charges everybody a few bob to do it, to actually have a go at painting the fence. I kind of think there's a lot of stuff like that where uh, if you actually put value in the stuff you're doing, you can kind of get yourself over the hump of having to do it. <laughs> you're like alright okay this is, this is worth it and I'm sure when you found those audio stuff of your parents as well because that's priceless yeah it's absolute pure gold and uh, you know they're the things like I, I you know I get in trouble a bit because we're a little bit all like that in the house we all keep stuff that has a bit of sentimental yeah. value <laughs> yes. and like it piles up and you're trying to get we can't move and you then you, you okay so you get at it and you're trying to cull all this stuff um 
Uh, and it's fine. It's good. You need to move on. I remember, you know, like, you know, as a friend of mine said a long time ago that, the, you know, if I should really extend the house. And I said, what? And he says, um, yeah, just get yourself a skip. <laughs> And get rid of a whole pile of stuff. But, like, you know, it's nice to work through all that stuff because you remember where you kept it. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, this is that's why. What that's what I'm at, buzzing off, buzzing off, basically. And you didn't get to, you got to finish a lot of stuff. Did you get to finish the, because I know you're going to play Donald Trump um, in, we're going to see that eventually when it gets out. Did you get to finish that project yet? Yeah, I did. I did it on the proviso that I don't do any press for it because I just think I want, I do want to do it for the reason I wanted to do it. Yeah. Um. So it'll, it's a four-part series for CBS. Uh, I, they, I, they finished up, so it's in the edit and all that thing. Mm. Um, it'll be for, on CBS. I don't know if it'll be shown anywhere, but that's done. So that's over. You know, um, There might be ADR, which is always a bit of a worry to get back into all that. Yeah. Obviously, um, you just want to go down the political road of having to talk about uh, him. I'm not, no, I'm yeah. not doing it. I, I did it because I did it, and that's it. That's, it is what it is. So, yeah. um, uh, so, But that's finished at least. The Macbeth thing, as I say, there was only a week to go. I think they were all going to finish on the 20th of March, uh, both the Macbeth thing and the thing with the lads, the Frank of Ireland thing that Donal and Breen wrote with Michael Maloney. Yeah. And uh, that was fun because I'm, I'm just in the last episode of that and I got a few days out of it up in Belfast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it was just, I've got to go at it at least. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like with two lads. And it was just a lot of fun. And then, you know, on the Saturday or whatever I went up, and they thought they were going to do it, and then I suppose we're working on the Sunday. And then I think properly they called a halt. You know, they they, they just it was kind of stupid. Like fifty people rammed into a small house and all that stuff. Uh, you can't you can't do it. Yeah. But it's frustrating for them. But I at least I got to go at it. Yeah. So I'm kind of um, you know, and I do believe a lot of this stuff will revitalize once once we can defeat this bloody thing. Yeah. Or you or can at least, you know. You know, the whatever we're going to do with it, just offset it. But I do think, like, I do feel very confident about our ability to kind of bounce back fairly quickly. I, I think we will. It's the one thing that people need. Um, uh, you know, obviously, we need to separate from the COVID. You can't look at it all day, so you need to be entertained. And I know. That's what you, like, you need to be watching stuff. And I even saw that RT are putting the guard on telly because they're putting old films on that will people love that'll just take them away for it for two hours uh, you'd hope so like it's all supposed it's all supposed to be part of lifting people's spirits anyway like the whole like the whole reason i feel lucky to be able to do this work is because like i, I was talking to somebody yesterday i'm just doing these interviews about the hospice you know mm. we get around to that hopefully in a second yeah. but, um i just i was doing i was doing just a chatting um with somebody yesterday just talking and they asked me if there anything if that's what happens when you're working at home <laughs> yeah oh look I know that feeling two yeah. dogs <laughs> and uh, so and and they said was you know anything I remembered from uh, you know people advice people gave me and I, I just remembered my mother saying when I was about eight or nine or whatever age I was I was painting a, a picture or something and somebody had told me that I'd loads the colours in something else that I did so I tried to put loads of colours into this but it was, it was basically ugly um, <laughs> and uh, and she says very gently she said look if you're going to create something will you create something beautiful um, there's enough ugliness in the world and I always remembered it uh, because I was a little bit shattered because I, I kind of was but to be honest with you I was just trying to please another aunt who just said whatever came into her head yeah. by, by doing it in this way and I kind of said okay I've got to kind of but it's something I've remembered since I went full time into the business 
And I think there's beauty and truth, like, don't get me wrong, I think we have to explore the truth of the condition and you have to go into places that are ugly and in order to know and to try and find out things. Uh, but, like, if you lose the sense of, of beauty and trying to lift the spirits, I don't know what I'm trying to do. Like, you know what I mean? I yeah. think it's such a... Um, an important thing now, and I think we're kind of coming into a place where we have to start placing emphasis on uh, just being upbeat and, and seeing the lovely parts of people. Like when you think, you know, I, I, ages ago I, I was given out about the health system and stuff like that, and I mean, I think I was right to do it. Mm. But when you look at 50,000 people um, volunteered to go back into danger um, in order to keep people safe from, you know, the frontline people, I mean, they're just heroic. And yeah. it's it's, isn't it absolutely brilliant to feel protected by these people and that the priority is up there now that it's for everybody and it's it's number one priority, like health is wealth and that's it. So I kind of feel there was a time when things needed to be iconoclastic and broken down. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, you had to, it's like there was so much old nonsense with the, the establishment and there still is about the way things work and people kind of get left out. So there was a good, there was a good way of kind of um, breaking down the, the the way I suppose people presented themselves, you had to see what the truth was. Yeah. But I think now it's really important that we stop getting, <clears throat> you know, over cynical, or that we we stop downing our downing the human spirits all the time. And like we call ourselves out for how greedy and petty we can be, but I think we need to start kind of concentrating a little bit on just lifting ourselves up too. Um, so hopefully that sort of thing, like you know, stuff like the guard or whatever it's going to be. Like, I've always wanted to entertain people. And Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You know, what's wrong with laughing? Yes, exactly. It's the one, a laugh like can just change your entire day so whether it's on the movies or it's on a call with your friends you could be in the worst mood ever and then something makes you laugh and it's hard to kind of go back to that bad mood then it is it's really, and it's really supposed to be physically good for you you know I mean it's I just some of the stuff that's come like I don't do social media and all that stuff 
But like some of the stuff that's coming down, like where people be sending little bits of videos and stuff. Mm. I mean, it's absolutely, it's a howl. And people are really funny in their everyday lives. Like not everybody. <laughs> yeah, not everybody. <laughs> There's a lot of missteps. But I prefer, I prefer for the missteps to happen because some of the stuff people are coming out of this is absolutely hilarious, you know. Yeah. And it's just does the, does the spirit good. So hopefully we can keep in good mood. Like we've all been pretty good. I don't know, like about this country whether it was times we went through or whatever but we've always been pretty good at, at having a laugh in, in, in times that were challenging so I, can, I think it's starting to come to the fore again and it's brilliant Yeah and God knows what will come out of it you know people m- might have all these ideas that they have spare time to work on oh, there will be no end. There will be no end to be filmed cameras and there will be all sorts of things happening up the length of breadth of the country. You won't be able to walk. <laughs> You'll be asked to be on every TV show and everything because they're like, well, listen, I heard him on the radio when he's looking for things to do. Here's my play yeah. that I wrote. <laughs> I know. I'm not looking for things to do. Believe me, I have loads to do. <laughs> but I do, you know, I'm, it's, it's just great. And honestly, to be, to be honest with you, in terms of trying to, I shouldn't really be talking about this because I said I wouldn't. Uh, but I'm not talking about the, the the actual crisis as such. It's just we all know we have mm. a crisis. But it really, we really like like to me doesn't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about in terms of anything with regard to this, other than uh, my own spirit and how I'm trying to how I feel. Mm. I'm, it's best served by trying to you know stay stay safe, stay upbeat, and do what you're told basically. Because people who know what they're talking about are the people who need to be on the television shows and listen. Like I know you have to get a break from it, but. They really do need to be elevated into that place where we just stop and listen, you know. Yeah, listen to them, to the experts. Yeah. And one thing that kind of you were involved in is you're always involved with St. Francis Hospice, but obviously their fundraising then yeah. has to be put on hold because normally you'd come back and you'd do a photo call and some chats and stuff like that. And yeah. you'd be able to quite push it and they would get quite a lot of money from street donations and online. But now, like everything else, it's been put on hold. Yeah, and it's very, like, I really do. I can't say enough about the hospice in terms of, like, I, you know, it, it touched me personally because both my parents ended up there. Um, and my mother in particular, uh, in terms of how she was allowed from being somebody who was, you know, a very caring person um, and who we loved deeply, but found it difficult, like, really found she had a long, long sort of battle mm. um, with illness. And... To be, I'll never forget the last two weeks that she quit, when she finally went into the hospice. The way her shoulders unslumped, un, you know, just just relaxed, so that she wasn't the only person that was important was her. They're amazing in the hospice. Mm-hmm. The way they completely empower the person that's in there, and she knew finally that she didn't have to be looking out for anybody. That this, she could just leave the responsibilities go, and uh, it was like. She said, like, my quote is always, because I never forget her. She said, I haven't been as creamed, she said, since I was a baby. So she was <laughs> being literally moisturized to death. And it was like, <laughs> it was just amazing. Uh, and there was a short time there when she was in there. And just the beauty of that time for me, like I've, I've been saying a long time, there's nothing like the gift of a good death where, um, you know, people are allowed just to say goodbye in their own time. Yeah. That's a lot of luck, you know, with regard to how it happens. But it's a lot of, if the people in the hospice try to give that to people every day. And, you know, I was chatting to people, like a lot of the people who donate and do the family, like it's actually a great community thing too, the fundraising stuff. Like, there's, you know, you'd see fellas in duck suits on bicycles, you know, fire, firemen mm-hmm. running around with like doing all sorts of stuff just to raise uh, funds for the hospice, which is, 
which brings people together in itself. Yeah. And all of that's out the window now. We can't do that or they can't do it. And it's a little bit of a pity, but it's the idea that the hospice would be forgotten about. That's, that, that can't be allowed to happen. It just can't be allowed to happen. It's too beautiful a thing. For, now, they can't help everybody and it's always limited, but what they do uh, for the people and the way that they work at it and the way they're still working at it. Like, I, I was even, you know, I, I kind of put a face on it and try and push it a small bit, but I don't do the kind of work that the volunteers do or the staff do or the people running the hospice do. I don't do anything like that at the cold face. I don't do it as much as what most people who do fundraising things do. But to look at what they're at now, even, I rang and I just, I wanted to make sure I had, um, uh, I had started talking about it and realised I didn't actually realise the present situation in it. Mm. But they're, you know, they're allowing visitation. No virus in, 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 in the hospice. They're allowing one person in maybe for one hour per day if, you know, if all these things in carefully, being carefully monitored and stuff yeah. like that. And then there are different ways of looking after it. If somebody's on that store, they negotiate with family how best to keep everybody safe. But not, you know, they're really fighting against what everybody else now is fighting against, the idea of, you know, people unnecessarily dying alone. Yeah. And, like, the horror of all this thing that we're doing now and the reason so important to be kind of disciplined, which I have to say I find it hard to myself, it's counterintuitive to be disciplined, but it's that thing of, like some of the stories that are coming from Italy are heartbreaking um, because people can't say goodbye to their people the way we're allowed, I was allowed to mm. in the hospital, to say goodbye to my parents and to know that they were, they were, they were sent on their way beautifully. Uh, it's such a gift. So, I mean, they're still doing that. And they're still going out into, you know, obviously they're looking after themselves and they're looking after, they're, going, they're prioritizing people out in the community that have physical needs and things like that. They're doing all the out visits, not just within the hospice. Um, and they're all working around the clock and they're all taking, you know, the risks that all the other frontline people are yeah. uh, with putting themselves in harm's way to do it. Like I was supposed to, I mean, I did a couple of radio, radio, radio adverts just to kind of push it a little bit, but I was supposed to meet them. And they don't meet, and you know the people, the and all, Mister Margaret and these people, uh, and they weren't a, they weren't able to because what their their regime now is to go from work into home, work to home, so they don't don't contaminate or don't put themselves in danger. So like it's it, the battle is on with those people still, and so the only thing that we can ha- do is donate really. Yeah. Uh, at some point, I don't know, people will come up with some way of doing something online, maybe, but fundamentally, it's about if we can't go out. Uh, and actually do the the fun stuff to fundraise. You can actually small anything tiny will all help. If it if if you know if it'll all help, big and small doesn't matter. It'll all help it ticking over because it's just that thing of keeping going until we can all get back on track. Yeah, the charities are really losing out here, and I know with St Francis Hospice, the HSE give them you know some money towards it, but they also themselves have to raise like over five million a year. Yeah, it's, it's almost six million, five point nine million they have to make, and they do get you know they get money from the HSE, uh, but like part of what's brilliant about the way they go at it is their independence of spirit that they they do it the, the, you know they do it that way, the way they place the patient first, the way all that stuff. Uh, and in order to do that, there's a certain amount that of, of you know, they have to pick up the slack um, for a large financial thing like 5.9 million a year. It's massive. Like, yeah. And you should see the place out in Blanchard's hand. Like, all my stuff is with St. Francis Rohini. 
I was absolutely blown away. You should see the hospice they built in Blanchardstown. It's like the, the amount of innovative things that they had. And they had doors, you know, that would swing both ways where you could, if somebody couldn't get locked in a thing, they had, they had the amount of light that was in it, you know. Yeah. And like the hospice has a certain connotation for some people who have never experienced it of being something rather dark and to be avoided. It's the exact opposite. They bring light into, they make death part of life in a way that's absolutely enlightening and beautiful, very life-enhancing. So, like, the work that they're doing, and just, again, when we're talking about the spirit of things, like, the spirit in which it's done in the hospice, the spirit in which the people are lifted out of their sad circumstances, uh, it's like, it really is a lesson to everybody, and it just, it, it's very, very important thing that, that people, I think, if they can, and nobody's asking anybody to do what they can't do, everybody mm. knows the pressures on people now financially, but just if they can, or whatever they can, in terms of just throwing it in to keep it, keep it there, keep it moving, and try and, try and you know, help all these brilliant people to do what they're doing. Because we could all be there ourselves at some point in our lives, and you'd want the best care when you're there. So Well, you should be so lucky to be in there. That's the way, that's the way I, there was a woman across the road from me who said, said to me, I went in to see her with my mother when she was alive, uh, uh, not knowing that that's what would end up to, to my mom. But the woman said, you know what, I should have come in here years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I I I thought it was brilliant. And I thought it was her spirit. And it was only after my mom and dad I realized it's the spirit of the hospice. It's like, honestly. And the other great thing about it is that it's a huge um, leveler in the sense that there are no favorites. There's no, you can't buy your way in. There's no, like there are people who would have worked in the hospice who would have wished to go to the hospice, but it wasn't, the circumstances weren't right and fair for them to be taken in or that it just like it's it's such a um it's it, it's taken they make the decisions about who goes in on a completely fair basis and it's kind of you know the sister margaret is like it's a christian set up but there is no religious uh in, you know uh, bias of any sort if you have no religion if you're uh, other religions and i've seen other religions and non-religious people in there all the time this is not just lip service. It's the most Christian thing I've ever seen. It's completely uh, open and fair and compassionate and life-enhancing. And I just really think if people can possibly just uh, chuck a few bob into them, it would be fantastic. Well, you've moved me enough now that I'm going to do it when I get off the phone. So <laughs> hopefully <laughs> other people are listening. And even five euro is, is... Exactly, exactly. Nobody wants to put anybody under pressure. It's really tough now tough times and people are extraordinarily worried um, and I was just watching somebody on the, on the that guy from uh, Dan had the thing from the, the, uh, the financial guy that writes the Irish Times he's on the thing last night and he was talking about the, the need for people who can spend over the next while now whether he's right or not I don't know I'm not an expert but he was talking about this you know the people who can spend to continue to spend that you know that the, the, a lot of companies just in the financial area are like fish in a trawler you know like uh, if you can throw water over them, they last. They last until they can. Uh, well, obviously, water's <laughs> coming. <laughs> but like that was his analogy, not mine. It was about just trying to keep 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 things ticking over. If you can use, but your... only if you can. Yeah. Only it's not it's not for anybody to feel like some people are. You know, they, they, it's not a requirement or a guilt. This is not a guilt thing that you go and do it because you know against your own financial requirements. You do it because it's a brilliant thing to do. 
and you can do it on stfrancishospice.ie so people can head on there and it'll he- it'll help all their all their centres. No. Yeah, and it's it's eight three two seven five three five is the phone. You can do that. You can do that by phone too. So if you want to stick that up on your website, it'd be brilliant. Brilliant, we will do. Brendan, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today, and um, hopefully you'll intru- you'll find some more treasures in your digging <laughs> around the house there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying not to expect anything more now. I mean, I'm nearly happy with what I got, but anything else is a bonus. So we'll see how we get on. And listen, thanks very much for the support yourself. This is brilliant to to get it out there. So. You're doing your bit too, so thanks a million. No worries. And listen, you stay healthy and look after yourself and the family as well. Thanks. Take care. Thanks, Brandon. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It really means a lot to me and I really hope you enjoyed it. Do scroll back and see if there anything else that you might enjoy. And before I let you go, do remember to come and find me on my new podcast, Tis Yourself. Again, talking to celebrities, this time a lot more in depth. So there might be longer episodes there. And we're talking about what was life like before they became famous, the different alternative roads they could have went down, how life changed for them for good and bad. And so, so, so much more. And of course, the thing that they're best known for. So come and find me, Tis Yourself with Nicola Barden. And I really hope you'll enjoy the new episodes. They're up to date. They're brilliant. There's some great people there. And I'd love your support. So please do come find us. That's Tis Yourself with Nicola Barden.